When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lafondra looking to get side of Fon. Lafondra away from Davis. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello. Welcome to the Elm Park Reels podcast supported by Blue Cross Street. I've really tried with that intro to sound upbeat, but you know, it's a struggle this morning, I'll be honest, because I'm very hungover. And <laughs> I'm hungover because Reading have finally, finally won away after like, I don't know, 15,000 years or something. And thankfully, Matt, we were in the away end yesterday at Wickham to celebrate it. How are you doing this morning? I'm I'm doing okay. I think I'm a li- I'm I'm a little bit be- better off than uh, than than yourself. But it's uh, Saturdays are so much nicer when Reading win, and especially away from home. And yeah, I mean, it was just a brilliant day all round yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was class. It was absolutely class, and. Uh, Jess, you have managed to get yourself back to England just in time to watch Reading win away. It must be some kind of good luck charm. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's a coincidence, quite frankly, that I come back for my first game in a calendar year from the US and we pick up a win. But I just want to say how incredible it was to be back. You know, I spend a lot of time being part of the soccer community in America, but there's nothing like an away day. And I mean, just the innovative nature of the songs took me back to being about 14 years old and saying a lot of swear words and insulting Wickham fans for eating pies. I thought it was brilliant to be a part of. And the fact that we were able to win was the cherry on the top because if you have all that banter and then they pull you back in the 90th minute, it's not as fun, is it, boys? What, 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 was, what was your favourite chant from yesterday, Jess, that came out? Okay, so I'm, I'm a big lover of the original My Garden Shed is Bigger Than This. I think that's a, a very good one that I've tried to bring to the US, but it doesn't work when teams play in 70,000-seater um, American football stadiums, does it? I also, I'm trying to think back, I love the good little mocking of the Wickham, the high-pitched Wickham, where one person starts doing the Wickham, Wickham, when we talk about singing a song for you. So very good, very good form. Did you have a favourite that stood out, Matt? Uh, for me, it was... After after Philip scored, he shush he shushed the crowd. Then obviously we we went and scored. And I've I've never seen an away end properly actually chant at a player who's not an ex player Reading and chant Phillips. What's the oh, score? Oh, you know I have just remembered that he's got a bird shit on his head. That was wonderful when oh, the guy the with hair came on. Yeah. That was that was remarkable. There were there were a few good ones yesterday. My favourite was we've won away. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that one. That was good. Um, yeah, it, it was a really it, good. It only game, works so. when you when, when you win away. So you, you know, oh, yeah, it, it does only work then. Yeah, it was. There was been brewing it here. Been brewing there, over so. a year, right? Two thousand away fans in the away end yesterday. It was, uh, you know, really good atmosphere again. Uh, to be honest, the atmospheres away from home this season have been really good nearly everywhere. I think. Um, so it's it was a pleasure to finally win a game and. We can get into the game, I guess, Matt. Um, it was the same team as we had out against uh, Shrewsbury before the international break, except for Michael Craig coming in for Sam Hutchinson, which maybe could have been seen as a surprise, really, because 
most people, I think, would have expected Savage to come straight back in. But I think Craig was absolutely excellent yesterday. I really think that he's kind of, you know, put himself in a position now where that spot is his to lose. Yeah, like I, I think we, we've we've discussed it before. Kind of um, his 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 ability on the ball for 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 for, um, for a youngster is really quite impressive. Um, he's not afraid to put himself about. I mean, he made some a, a few fantastic tackles yesterday as well. You know, he's happy to go go and slide in, and um, he actually likes to progress the ball a bit. Which you know, for 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 kind of one of the frustrating things I always think about Savage is that he's always a bit too safe. It always ends up going backwards. And you saw it yesterday a couple of times when Craig had someone on his jet, on, on, on his left shoulder, but space over to his right, instead of trying to go back and just playing the safe path back, he would turn turn to his right and try and sp- spread it out. Um, you know, I kind of feel that that's kind of what, what Craig can, can get you as well as obviously being a bit of a bit of an enforcer, you know, really in that, in that midfield. But, um, but yeah, no, I was, I was really happy to see, see Craig in there and um it'll be interesting if if he's kind of nailed that spot when Hutchinson comes back because obviously he was suspended so um so yeah we'll we'll have to wait and see but I mean yeah I, Craig top top start top marks for PSA it was only Dorset's second start yesterday Jess who was playing at left back again um and it, I think he had a you know another really quite solid game at left back and it feels like even though he's not a left back it's probably the most solid two performances from a defender who's playing a left back that we've seen this season. I thought he was very impressive again. Yeah, I want to say that's not the biggest compliment based on how our fullbacks have played this season in a lot of areas, but he was very, very solid. I thought he handled the physical side of the game really well. I thought he put in a couple of really good challenges in the box where they were those sort of challenges where everyone's hearts were in their mouth. If this goes wrong, then we're going to give away a penalty or a dangerous free kick. He also got forward a decent amount of time, has a good engine on him to get back and forth, which is so important to offer bodies in the attack in third without sacrificing defence. So, I mean, the fact that we conceded just one goal, I mean, we'd love a clean sheet, right? But this Reading side that was able to shut up shop defensively in the second half and not concede, that's a refreshing standpoint for the whole back line. Definitely. I no, 100% agree because uh, <laughs> when you look back at the last, what, three or four games we've conceded two or three goals in every single one of them so it's it's finally you know slowly getting to a point where it feels like we've, we were better defensively than, than we have been recently we started really well yesterday um uh, really well was maybe a, maybe a tad <laughs> ott actually we started well um we certainly felt like the team on top for the first 15 minutes or so i think just we we kind of had what three or four corners in the first 15 minutes um didn't really create anything from them particularly but it didn't really feel like Wickham were particularly in the game. Yeah, it was a bit wishy-washy, wasn't it? And with the corners, it was frustrating because when you looked at Wickham's back line, I mean, they had three or four giants back there, didn't they? I look back at number six, 22. I think they had a bunch of players that were towering over our boys. And then we put the ball in a pocket of space where we have our short-ass players being marked by one of their giants and go have a go, have a header. It's not going to work that way. So I think we need to be a bit innovative in those areas. And... It was a decent start. I don't think we felt at risk, but I think we could have taken advantage of the ball we had and the momentum we had. And if we're going to be successful this season, we have to do that. We'll get into it later, I'm sure, about putting the game to bed and finishing chances and making it less of a nervous finish than a one-goal game. But it kind of goes hand-in-hand with the start as well. If you have the ball, if you have opportunities, if you have multiple corners, like you said, Alex, you've got to translate those into something on paper. You just can't enjoy the fact that you've 
dominated the possession. It has to count for something on the score sheet, really. I couldn't tell you the last time we scored from a corner. I really couldn't. I'm sure someone out there is going to correct me and say we scored two games ago, but I, it, I just don't feel like we really create any chances of corners at all. It I'm, feels like I'm, a lot I'm of not time. Even, well, I'm not sure we scored. I'm not sure we scored from corners this year. Did Tyler Bindon, what was Tyler Bindon's goal? I'm just. I just remember he scored. So I'm yeah, thinking that maybe. Was a, no, that wasn't a no. corner. That was he. He scored at the back. He post. came close yesterday from a corner where he like slid in at the front post. I mean, it was nice to see him throw his body. I like that he, for a young guy, he's pretty committed to trying to win possession in both halves. So he he had a close effort from a corner, but nothing that made your heart go in your mouth and be like that one was. It's a mixture of the service and also, I mean, do we have anyone that you look at and circle on a corner and be like, oh, the opposition's going to be terrified of him coming up from a set piece? I, I can't really think of a player for Reading that makes you feel that way. I, I, don't, I don't think so at the minute, certainly not. I, 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 it says says a lot because all of our corners obviously just get whipped to the near post and ultimately that is only going to ever, you're, ever, you're only ever going to create a chance if you win the first ball on on that kind of corner. And Often we don't, it, it gets cleared um so we, we just aren't we aren't really creating set pieces yet but we did actually there was a little bit of a scare i guess wickham had their i think it might have even been their first corner mat when they they created their kind of one and only opportunity before they scored and it was almost a free header i think for them from a corner yeah no but ball in um kind of to the back post um and just nodded just a bit over it's one of those chances that kind of you looked at and I mean, we 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 said to each other at the game like they they probably should have scored that one. You know, that they're, they're they're the kind of chances that that come your way if it's kind of if 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 that's us missing that chance, you're probably really disappointed. Um, but but yeah, I, defending corners seemingly is a struggle. Um, you know, I, I I guess it might be easy to say after you know conceding a couple of late um, against Shrewsbury, but we never seem to assured defending corners. Um, which could be a worry when, when when you're facing, you know, more of a, um, you know, a set piece savvy team or a team that properly kind of practice them, got a few routines, etc. You know, I guess what we said was, yeah. you know, if it was a near Warnock team or something, you'd kind of feel they might get a bit bullied on corners. Um, you only but... have to look back at the Shrewsbury game, don't you? Two goals from corners there, and Dayton Orion mm. was a corner, and there's plenty of moments this season where we've just looked bad from set pieces and it, it isn't even a, a case take of... on this though yeah as a former goalkeeper i have an issue with button and how he comes to claim balls a lot and it's not just at corners i don't know if you guys remember when he was down in front of us there was a moment where a through ball came through and Yeardom absolutely bit his ear off because he waited for the ball to bounce two three times before he comes to claim and i didn't hear him speak once and i was in row e I'm talking five rows back from the pitch. And I didn't hear him communicate loudly in any moment in that game. And as a former goalkeeper, that's a real worry for me. I know he's made a couple of big saves. He's also looked a little shaky in moments for the goal he concedes, which we'll get into. I think he should have gone with a top hand. But my biggest issue right now, based on the fact we're conceding from set pieces, is with a young back line, he needs to be the voice of experience. He needs to be the guy organizing the back line consistently and coming to claim and coming to relieve pressure when the opportunity's there. And I don't think he ticks those boxes for me. No, I agree. Like the if you're going to play with a the back line of Binden and Abbey in the centre back who are what 19 and 20 or 18 and 20, 
you have to have a keeper there who's going to inspire confidence in you as a central defender and, and ultimately as you say Jess if, if Button doesn't communicate with his defenders how is he ever really going to inspire that kind of confidence in them that he's going to come out and claim a corner or come of come and claim the ball as it's coming long it, it it must be quite concerning as a defender if you've got a goalkeeper who's not going to speak to you during the game um it's it's one of the one of the major flaws I think of David Burton is he, he really is as you say very very quiet and d- the communication between him and his defenders is low he stays on his line far too much for my liking certainly we get to half an hour in Matt and and Don Ballard stretches as he goes for a shot. And it's, this is a really awful injury. I think he's hyperextended his knee. We were discussing during the game, potentially. I haven't seen if anybody's confirmed what his injury is yet or anything like that. But he, he went off on a stretcher, oxygen mask, uh, under blankets. I think he must have been in an awful lot of pain. But you've got to imagine that that might be the end of his season, unfortunately. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't look good for him, does it? Um, which is a real shame because again, he was he was really quite bright, you know, at the start um, the start of the game uh, yesterday, playing out on the left, you know, rather than kind of I guess his native number nine striker kind of position, but really still doing the best really with 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 the opportunities that were coming his way and the balls that were coming his way. He's good with the ball at his feet, um, you know. It was. Um, it was just a real sh- well. It's 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 never nice when you see a youngster um, go off injured like that. You know he's what eighteen. I don't think he's nineteen yet. So yeah, I just I just hope he can kind of recover well. It to me it looked like you know it looked like a knee ligament immediately when it when it happened. Um, but you know we'll have to I guess wait for you know what what Sellers comes out and say says in the you know press conference this week, but. Yeah, it's just a massive, massive shame for him because he's been so good and so kind of promising for us, really. Yeah, it's difficult to know really what's going to happen with him. I, I guess he'll go back to Southampton if he's out for the season. You, you kind of got to think his loan's going to be kind of cancelled. Um, and without trying to be too uh, hasty about this, if his loan does get cancelled, the kind of the thought then leads you into, well, does that open up a spot in the Reading squad for somebody? For us to bring in a potential loan later in the season, I don't know. Um, it, it feels like we're going to be very light though on on striking options potentially. Otherwise, Re- and this is again, I guess, uh, another criticism of Sellers, but it means that Vickers has got to be in the squad, right? Like Vickers has to be in the squad now if if uh, if if Ballard is now going to be out for the season. Yeah, no, we, we we were you know discussing it at the game. The fact that oh, it's it's really frustrating that he can't get in the team at the moment because he's he's almost been the perfect replacement for for Ballard. You know, he's good with the ball at his feet. Not that he's not the same player. You know, I'm not trying to say that you know Vickers is as good as as Ballard, but you know he, he's certainly he's I think a good, a good enough though for Ballard, right? Like. Yeah, certainly. yeah, yeah. He, he's he's the perfect player to bring on in place of him, um, and it's just it's just been a bit frustrating that that he's not been there. I know um, uh, that Sellers had Macari to bring on there, and obviously did bring on Macari. I'm sure we'll kind of touch on his performance a bit later, but 
yeah, you know, for, for me, I'd rather have Vickers there. Maybe he sees Vickers more as a more as a striker, and maybe not more as you know a, a wide player. Um, you know, I've actually quite liked Vickers when he's played out wide. Um, you know, when he's drifted into those wide space, picked it up, picked up the ball wide, carried it inwards. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have to just see how how it how it materializes. It definitely gives the opportunity anyway for for um, uh, for Vickers. We'll just have to see whether or not he kind of one gets the opportunity and two can take it. One thing that we did take was the lead. Because uh, you know, the, the, this is a really smart goal. I think it's maybe the best best way to term it, Jess. Um, Aziz actually is very quick thinking to, to win the ball from a you know an opposition. I think the goalkeeper is clearing the ball. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure what he's, uh, what he, whether he was trying to pass it or just, or just get it clear. Um, and he's kind of sliced it as he's won the ball for 25 yards out on the right hand side. And, and we've kind of had, we had a quick chat before we started about whether Aziz is shooting or crossing the ball to Smith here. I'm not really sure, but Smith gets a Smith gets a tap on it and knocks it into the knocks it into the net. And for the second game in a row away from home, we've gone one up, which was quite. Well, well, quite shocking, really. Given how yeah, and it's good quick thinking. Though, I mean, I mean, what I love about it is it's quick thinking. Like you say with Aziz, it's quick thinking. Whether he's just put it in an area, whether it's a shot, doesn't matter. He's put the ball into a good area that's allowed something to happen. So we're not going to try and get into his brainwaves. I think it's a ball. I think he sees Smith's run. Uh, Smith was brilliant, by the way, making all sorts of runs and work rate, even if his finishing wasn't perfect other than in that moment. But it's a great little finish and... You know, the momentum got rewarded and it felt really nice for us to get the lead after everything that had happened with Ballard. It was like almost like the guys had been motivated by it. Sometimes when you see one of your teammates come off with a serious injury, stretch it off like Ballard was, it ends up kind of shocking the team negatively and you see a negative bounce. It was great for Reading for once to take a positive from that, to be motivated and to nick a winner or nick a, a lead rather. On the subject of Sam Smith, Matt, the guy is, is levels above, isn't he? It feels for the first time in, I don't know how many years, but it feels for the first time probably in four or five years that we have a, a striker who is, you know, really, really good and actually consistent. I know Zhao was obviously a very good player, but I think he had one good season and really after that it was on and off. Uh, in terms of consistency, whereas Smith uh, like I, 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 a... I'd say that Zhao was was probably one of our better strikers in recent years, to be honest. You know, but like I, like I think the thing that Smith gives it's, you though, it's the that, you level know, of consistency, I think we're getting though out of Smith, which is different. It, it feels like he's, you know, you can see on the field every game that he's putting in a a seven or an eight out of ten. Yesterday he was ridiculously good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And for for Smith, I think you know, it, having having him part of the team changes this Reading team. You know, kind of when he gets subbed off, we're a different team. When he's not in the team, we're a different team. You know, he he gives he gives our attack. You know, that ability to kind of, I guess do something out of nothing he's he's really quite quick as well um something that kind of i never really noticed maybe he didn't have at the time in his you know in his first stint at reading 
is kind of how quick he is for someone who's you know six foot six foot one i think he's not you know he, he, the ball he, he chases ball. down in the second half as he's running towards the red in uh, i think button literally just smashes the ball mm-hmm. clear mm-hmm. and that smith chases it down in the second half jess and it, it it looked like there was absolutely nothing on somehow smith wins the ball and creates something it's just his work rate, isn't it? And I think that's what separates him in your memory with Jao. You know, Jao was an incredibly yeah. talented player, but I understood why fans would get frustrated because there would be times where a long ball would be played. And listen, it would be a nothing ball. But even when Smith chases that nothing ball and gives that gesture of, hey, boys, step up, get in, that moment in front of the crowd just gave all of us that belief. And you heard like the fans respond to that effort. It didn't matter if he wasn't going to get there. He still made that effort to push. I mean, how many times did Wickham knock it back with their heads to their goalkeeper to recycle the play? But the fact that Smith was making that engagement and making that effort to chase the balls gives you hope and gives you belief and just makes him such a damn likable guy. It was very, I think, very I, I think it's um, the, just, the just, just that knocked it back with their head, Matt. Yeah, no, they they, they we said it during the game to each other about this because I've never seen a team do it that much. Trust no, their goalkeeper. They, they, they... I mean, it shows they trust each other, I guess. Yeah, no, no, they do, but kind of just just jumping in on this on 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 the Smith point, kind of just finally, I think the the I think the real thing that I guess maybe sets him aside from 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 from, from the Zhao is kind of that leading the team from the front and actually taking taking some ownership as well, because just as you said, the amount of times he was kind of trying to bring the team up with him, he's kind of a leader in, in that front exactly part what I was going to say. It feels like Smith is a leader mm. and the team, the team follow him. And if he plays which, well, then the team is going to play well. Yeah. Which, which I think, you know, is, is as important as having a leader, at, having a leader at the back, right? Because, you know, you've got to have someone in that attacking third that's going to, you know, kind of try and, try and bring the team with, with with him trying to you know bring them forwards press them up and especially with, with with you know the style of play that we do want to play high pressing you know you can't just do that in ones and twos you've got to do that as a team and kind of smith seemingly takes it on himself to bring bring the team with him which you know i think is really really good and kind of a, a quality that might go a bit you know under uh and underseen under the radar but yeah and pep like to be able to do that and keep doing it and find that second wind. I mean, whatever he's doing in the gym, whatever he's doing in off-season, to be able to run at those levels and stop, start and get back in and make the sprints. I mean, as an individual, that's an incredible work rate and fitness level to have. Yeah, I mean, I think we said it, Matt, at Shrewsbury, if, he, if Smith plays for 90 minutes, I think at Shrewsbury, we win. And it's not because he can defend. It's not because he's you know, going to stop those goals going in from corners. But I think we're going to win because of the guy's work rate and the fact that he'll chase yeah. the ball down when it goes up the field. I said, I said the same yesterday. If he plays 90 minutes yesterday, we win. And ultimately we did. But, you know, yeah, it, no, it really feels like his work rate is is a massive, massive bonus late on in games. And having him available in the last five, ten minutes of a game, it does actually mean that the ball doesn't just sit in our in our own penalty box when we're defending a lead. Yeah. Yeah, no, completely. Um, yeah, there's, uh, as, as Connie said, I think yesterday was the, the, the epitome of it really just is, is, it's his all round game. It's his all round game. You know, that it just gives, it gives Reading the, the, the option. And ultimately I think the leadership up front that you sometimes need, you know, I mean, there was a few moments late on in the game where, where we were breaking. And I mean, even Smith was kind of pointing to, to to the corner you know just game management you know it's just little things like that 
I think I think with Smith, he's a really really clever player now, which is you know I'm really glad that we've you know um, we've we've got him got him on our team, and he's a bit of a shit house as well. You know, when he goes when he goes and celebrates, yeah, you know, so which it's 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 always nice. You wouldn't like to play against him, would you? You know, when 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 he scores and he's you know he's going up giving it the bigot in front of in front of their fans. But um, I know but, the Cambridge fans said that like obviously like sometimes he celebrates in front of opposition fans, but it's literally every single time. Like I'm, I'm not sure it. what the I'm all for it. That would be me if I was a footballer. <laughs> I know you would, yeah. Yeah, you definitely would be. Um we didn't we didn't hold on to the lead very long. I think it was probably about half of the amount of time that we've just spent talking about the opener in mm. between the two goals. It was very it was maybe a minute. Oh no, no, um, no, much less than that. It was only like what, like a minute and a half, two minutes, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. It wasn't very long. Um it was a ball into the box, Jess, which gets headed down. I think the Wiccan player wins the, the initial header and heads it back to Phillips, who turns Craig and puts it in with his left foot. And I mean, from a goalkeeper's perspective, I don't think Buston really covers himself in glory here. Um, I was I was mad when I watched it because it feels very slow. As I said, I was right behind the goal. And the pace of the shot, it kind of bends in, but it's not upper 90. It's not high-level strike. It's fairly slow in pace and it's at a decent height for him. And the more I look it back, he goes with that bottom hand. But if you go with the top hand, I think he gets a touch on it. And when I'm trading my goalkeepers, we talk a lot about, hey, if you can go with both hands, go with both hands, give yourself that opportunity. And I feel like when we watch back button, there's a lot of times where he doesn't go with the top hand. He goes with that bottom hand and it punished him here. I will say, I think that... uh, the striker was given too much time to pick his spot. But even when he picked his spot, it wasn't that great of an unsavable strike. I think it's one where, do we circle it as a goalkeeping howler? Probably not. But do we say that there's other goalkeepers in this league that would make that save? Yeah, absolutely there is. Yeah, I. it's probably one, one against button, Matt, for your tracker. If you want to, um, you know, add it onto the list of, David Button errors that you've been keeping, I'm sure. Um, I'm staying. I'm staying quiet on on, on the Button topic. <laughs> it's probably for the best, <laughs> that's that's, that's the a rabbit time. hole, Alex. We don't. Someone did. Someone did messages before we started recording asking whether Matt is going to get a David Button tattoo now that we've won away from home. I don't think he is, unfortunately. But he's kicking in the first half, Matt. If you're not a Button fan, you were probably pulling all of the leftover of your hair out, weren't you? Mm. Oh yeah, it's uh, well, I'd, yeah, yeah. The le- the less. I, this is supposed to be positive today, you know. We've 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 just won away. I don't I I I don't want to I don't want to harp on about. about yeah, let's that, let's so. move on. Let's move on to the second yeah. goal because the second goal well, was well, only well, the, funny, the, the funniest thing about that goal was obviously the celebration, which didn't seemingly went down with Reading. Oh, Reading didn't fans too, celebration, but, of course. Sorry, I didn't even mention the celebration. Of course, you yeah, have completely completely forgot that. Yeah, F- F- Phillips just coming coming over, sprinting, knee sliding, shushing. I mean, if you're gonna do that, Phillips. Don't go and concede, you know, like five, ten minutes after. It's probably not the best idea. You're probably going to get a bit of stick. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I do quietly respect it. Um, you you know, do you like the shit out of it. Um, it didn't take long for us to take to retake the lead. I think we retake the lead, what, 39, 40 minutes, something like that. Um, wing scores. We've, we'll, we'll go on to whether Wing actually, you know, can claim this goal or not in a minute, Jess. But... Uh, the actual goal itself, it comes from a throw-in. 
nice pass from from Makaru Makaru onto Aziz. And I thought Aziz had shot from the other end of the ground originally. Um, but watching the replay back this morning, it's a, it's actually a really, really smart piece of skill from Aziz to lay it off for wing uh, on the right-hand side. Wing shot is deflected, whether this is, you know, is his goal or not, maybe, not sure. Uh, and the ball ends up in the back of the net. Keeper, I mean, it goes straight past the keeper because he's got no chance of the deflection. But it's actually a really well-worked goal. I, at the time, I didn't really appreciate how, you know, how good it was. Yeah, I think when I look back, I thought it was a strike that was blocked and then another deflected shot. So I'm going to have to go back and look at it in more detail to give Aziz even more credit than than he will get for the fact he had the two assists in the game. But it's, again, a, a good opportunity and a reminder to the boys, hey, you got to take your shots because you never know what might happen, right? I think there's times where you're too tentative, but with wing, not afraid to pull the trigger in that moment. Do I think it goes down as a goal? Yeah, it does, because his shot's probably going on target. But do I think it's a savable strike if it doesn't take the deflection for the goalkeeper? Probably. But you know what? When you've had as much crap as we have, I think it's about time we got a deflection that goes our way or something that wrong foots the goalkeeper. So it was really nice uh, to be a part of. And it, it felt really positive the way we responded. Like you guys have said, it was not that far after conceding a goal to be able to score uh, another goal before the half time was a good sign of where the boys' heads were at after conceding that goal. Yeah, it, it felt massive to actually concede and equalise it, but then, Matt, retake the lead. It, it, I think, you know, it's just said, it it, it, get, it puts you in to the players' heads that actually, oh, we've conceded. It's not the end of the world here. The game isn't over. And they've actually gone out and, like, you know, retaken the lead. And all of a sudden, it must... It must suddenly feel like a big weight off your shoulders if you realise that you, you know, the game isn't just over as soon as you've conceded the first goal. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and also the way the way they actually, you know, responded to to scoring, you know, as well. Actually, like after after the restart, you know, they 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 came back out and you know they they didn't you know just try and sit back or just you know wastefully give the ball away. They controlled the game for, you know, really. The rest of the half, you know, Wickham really didn't have anything for the rest of, um, for the for the for the rest of the first half after that goal, which, you know, there was still a lot of football to play because well, there was 11, 12 minutes or something of, of added to, uh, maybe maybe not that much, but there was a lot of added time, um, you know, so they 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 had a lot still to do, but you know they they controlled the game from there, so I think almost as important as the goal was kind of the way they they responded, but kind of just quickly on the goal, uh, the. You, you mentioned it, Jess, about kind of the luck factor. Um, that is something that, you know, this team just has missed chronically. You know, I know everyone will say, you know, you make your own luck, the harder you work, the luckier you get and all of this. But when you actually look at certain moments over the last 12 months and kind of moments that have gone against us, sometimes, well, well when you're down there and you're in a run like we, like we've, we've been on you you do just sometimes need that just to go in your favor you know sometimes right and so much of it is momentum as well because you look mm -hmm. at even the start of the season when we played Port Vale on that first away game if Carroll's penalty goes in then like would, do we win that game possibly because it's a completely different scenario isn't it and it, there's so many small moments over the last year where you can look back and say actually 
they could have won here and they could have won there. I know they haven't even been drawing these games, but like these small moments of of bad, you know, luck or judgment or whatever it is, have all contributed into, into this run as well as you know us playing it's badly. It's us dearly, right? You know, it it has really, really killed us. You know, um, and ultimately left us in the run that we've been on. Um, you know, but we got it yesterday, so hopefully they can take that and you know move forwards make the most of it you know they certainly did in the rest of the game um yesterday um but yeah it was it was just nice to nice to have it going for us i think if it didn't go in it might have been a penalty anyway um because i think i think the deflection actually comes off the defender's arm um so kind of, kind of rewatching it back but you know don't, that, that don't matter when it when it goes in right the second half was a bit more um Balanced is maybe not the right word, but I think it was a bit less. It was a bit less action, Jess, in the second half. Certainly, I think Wickham's major chance they they hit the post. Um, I think Smith loses the ball in the area, or he's gone in for a tackle and he's not won it. Um, it was very similar to the Harvey Nibs moment actually against Shrewsbury. Almost, he's kind of gone in for a tackle and not won it, and then they instead of scoring, obviously like Shrewsbury did, they've put it towards the near post and it's um and just bounced off the post from from that angle. Yeah, I'm trying to think back if this was the one where Button was like in no man's land and did some awkward like star thing as well. It might be the same thing we're talking about because there was one moment where I was just like, what is Button doing? He's completely in the wrong position as well. But I think he had this one covered. Might be a different moment. Okay, well there's definitely one moment where my head was in my hands and Button's movement across the goal. But it it's again another one where you know, two, three games ago, does it go in? Do they finish that chance? Well, they do. You've just talked about the opportunity from Harvey Nipps. So it's one where you've got maybe a wake-up call for the guys as well, that they need to not, you know, mess around with the ball too much in their own box and just get it long. Because I think we saw a shift after that moment of, you know, knocking the ball long, sending it long in big moments. And that's where Smith, again, provides such a good outlet where, you know, a hit and hope ball out of your 18-yard box when you don't have Smith up there, the guaranteed recycle to possession for Wickham. When you have Smith up there, a hit and hope ball becomes a potential opportunity. So, uh, again, a wake-up call for the guys and hopefully we can stop giving up other opportunities or clear opportunities to opponents in big matches because there has been a few this season where you're just like, boys, just get rid of it. One thing, one thing I would kind of just quickly add on that, though, I mean, Wickham did have, you know, a five minute spell, you know, where where they came out. It was probably, you know, th- three, four minutes after the restart, really. Um, you know, they they really kind of seemingly kicked into gear a bit, um, Wickham. I mean, they couldn't have been worse than they were in that first half because they were woeful in that first half. I mean, we've seen we've seen some pretty crap teams this year to put it bluntly reading obviously being one of them that we've seen a lot of but i mean wickham yesterday wickham were, just, were definitely up there weren't they they, were, they, they weren't quite, i don't think they were as bad as shrewsbury but they were pretty poor yesterday yeah like uh, but you know i guess uh, you know again kind of ju- jumping ahead a bit it, it, it's it, it's kind of nice that again we, we've we've played you know a team that has looked bad and actually and beaten he, them and we've actually beaten them because that that's been uh, across this run. This has been the most frustrating thing for me, along with obviously the throwing away leads in last minutes and obviously not winning, etc. But 
the amount of teams, especially this year, we've gone to and you've looked at and you, you, you really just kind of think you do not need a lot of quality to, to win this game or to win many games in this league. So, and I mean, this so team much, we're playing is shocking, but yeah, somehow so we've turned out to be advantage worse. of opposition mistakes, right? And yeah. we we like we did do that yesterday with with the first goal certainly because of the you know cutting out the goalkeeper's poor clearance. Yeah, I uh, I mean that second half I think we should have had a penalty in the second half. Referee was horrendous at the start of the second half for a good 15, 20 minute spell. Is that one thing you you think Smith needs to change? Do you think he's too honest in moments? There are a couple of chances where he could have taken the contact and gone down. He tries to stay on his feet. And I remember one where he basically back passed it to the goalkeeper on a volley. And it was like, you were getting shoved in the back. The guy was tucking on your shirt. You've got to, I know that's such a hard thing to bring to your game because, you know, you you don't want to be that guy that's flopping. You don't want to be that guy that gets a reputation for going down too easy. But there was a couple of moments where I'm like, if you take that contact and you sell it, that's a pen nine times out of 10. I think he's very desperate to score a lot of the time, Smith, which means he just doesn't have it in him to to go down. He's always trying to put the ball in the net. So it's it's just never going to occur to him to, you know, take the contact as it were but the, the one way the mat the one we should have had was a penalty was i think it was dorset who got pulled down on the back um, line, right yeah yeah i, mean, I think it was, it was a was it i think it was a corner or is it just after a corner yeah. um and dorset's on the just inside the area uh oh no sorry two separate incidents then because there's one where dorset gets pulled pulled back matt and then the ball gets recrossed in about 30 seconds later and yeah dorset gets flattened at the back post um and we yeah. should have had a penalty I, yeah I really, yeah no well i, I mean yeah. the referee was let's be honest the referee was bad for the second in the second half particularly it was just bad i yeah like i was gonna say that, that, that there was a lot of things with decisions that he was making against us that i, I was thinking was baffling because i mean so i mean some of the fouls he was giving against us was was baffling but then there was about a string of I mean, Nibs did two clear tactical fouls, didn't get a yellow card for either. There was a string of about four fouls in a row and no yellow card was brought out by the ref, you know, for, for us. So it, it was it was a really I mean, baffling. The, funny, the funniest one was the the, the foul on Yeardom on the left, on the, our right hand. Oh my God. The no, left yeah, hand our, side of the away left. When Yeardom got climbed over like yeah. it was some kind of, you know, children's climbing frame by the Wiccan player. And Yeardom spins spins in completely 360 with him on his back, and somehow it's not given us a foul. Yeah. Honestly, the fan of the uh, throw-ins. It was quite fun to watch the Reading subs try and make them take the throws from where they were, and then still taking 10, 15 yards on them. I mean, it uh, just felt like the referee in that second half had no control of the game, no consistency. Uh, no, I yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the the one point the the Wickham player, one of them took a throw in. He moved up the line. The referee told him to move back. He moved back. He moved back up the line again to take the throw in, and the referee just kind of shrugged his shoulders as he did it, and it was like, "Well, you're he just the said, ref. Like, like, what, 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 what can I do?" Well, ref, I tried, you're... I tried, guys, <laughs> I really did try my hardest. Oh, yeah, it was, dear. It was just bad. It like I can't continue on the ref because it's just too, just too much, uh, too much to, too much to complain about with him. We should have. I mean, we almost scored um, again through Sam Smith, Matt. Yeah. Uh, this was unfortunate. Really it was uh, was it Macaria who played it through to Smith? Um, uh, no, oh, I, I, I think Yidam. It was a it was a lovely piece of play because I I, I 
I think it's Yeardham chips it over. I think Dorset is the one that crosses it into to Smith on the volley. It, it's it's a really nice piece of play. This no, um, it is. And it is Makari. Just watched it. Yeardham plays it through to Makari, and he, he oh, of, is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeardham um, lobs it up o- and over the defence. Yeah, for Makari to hit it from the left hand side on, and it's like a volleyed cross. Yeah. And Smith Smith volleys it first time. I mean, it's a really good save. This by the Wickham keeper. Oh. You got to give him props where 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 things are due there. But oh, that 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 would have been just such a good moment having Smith scoring up our end. That that away end would have gone absolutely bananas. You know, had, had we've had we've scored there. Um, it's an unreal yeah, but... save though. Unreal save that he's able oh, yeah. to get down that quickly because Smith couldn't have hit any better. It was right in that bottom corner, and how the goalkeeper's been able to get down that fast and parry it away. It was you. You just you know when you know it's a good save when you just see both the striker and the goalkeeper's reaction, and then the goalkeeper was literally doing this like uh, moving his hand for like five minutes because you knew it had stung his hands in those conditions to get like that much power on the pace and the shot. So great effort. And how many times does that one go in? You know, it's so disappointing that we were robbed. I know that sounds a bit self-indulgent, but I felt like we were robbed of that moment, like you say, Matt. <laughs> Towards us, I mean, I think we'd have been crushed in the in the away stand if he'd have scored. Well, the I think the most frustrating thing was kind of, I mean, that that I think was at about seventy five minutes or so, and it was at that point. I mean, you could feel it in the away end because it's a one goal lead, it's away from home, that's just been saved. You know, we've been massively on top. Wickham have been nowhere in this game. You know, I think at that point they'd had, you know. And I'm not exaggerating here. Three or four shots. I think they finished on you know eight, but that's because they had a you know a couple of you know um, block shots oh, late on in the game, quick possession. But they had had nothing, and you've just had that chance. It's just been saved, and you just started to think the nerves oh, kicked in, didn't they, Matt? It's yeah, you know, and that th- those those last, I mean, ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes. I'll be honest, Wickham really didn't actually threaten all that much. Probably the best chance they had was that that shot they had, I think, from about, you know, 16 exactly. yards, which just got, yeah. it got skied right into, blazed, right over blazed the, into the woods somewhere in Buckinghamshire. Yeah, it it, it, it really wasn't um, the best of efforts from, because it, it was it was kind of a half chance, you know, for, for them, you could say, but that was the best they could fashion. But you could feel the nerves and it was only really you know, eight, like 87, 88 minutes where I think the fans really started actually kind of getting, you Leaving know, getting yeah. really quite raucous. I mean, it, I'll be honest, it, 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 well, for me, it was a good atmosphere yesterday. I mean, I know when, when we did the preview, the, 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 um, uh, Wicked, Wicked reporter said about, you know, how, how that, that away stand, the acoustics can be really good, you know, if it's full and if, you know, you've got a, a way, a way set of fans fully going. I think the atmosphere was really good yesterday. Like I said, it got nervous for, you know, 10, 15 minutes towards the end of the game, understandably, I think. Um, but, you know, those, I mean, just those last, you know, few minutes, I mean, t- 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 talk us through from, from your side, you know, having been, you know, the, the other side of the pond for, for so long and then having having that at the end of the game must have been quite special. Yeah, my eyes were locked on that big-ass scoreboard that they had, right, on that right-hand <laughs> side, which, by the way, Kicking off the minutes. they had live <laughs> replay. Really impressed with their replay and the fact that they showed our good moments on their scoreboard. I mean, that was brilliant to have, by the way. But I just couldn't stop looking at it. And 
here's the thing when it's that self-fulfilling prophecy right i think all of us just thought they were going to get one more big chance or they were going to get one more opportunity it's every Reading, time the isn't it, at the end of the day up the pitch oh my god and then i think it, it was just one of those where you were just waiting for a corner or you're waiting for them to get a decent set piece and, and there to be a nervous clearance or button yeah. to slip it or you know savage came in and i don't think he looked that great quite frankly I thought he looked a little cheap in possession in moments and my favorite part was when we saw was it Nibs go to the corner where he had that soccer IQ to just change direction I just had this sigh of relief when he was in that corner and drew that foul and I think we were all waiting to hear the um the announcer tell us how long was left and then he said three and then it was four and I was just like what are you doing we're gonna have four minutes now it was it was really tough to be a part of and you know, I thought you could tell the nervousness, but how great to see a couple of the players turn to the crowd and just be like, look, we need you in this moment. We saw a couple of them gesture like, hey, come on, bring us bring us through to the end. One thing I mentioned at the game, or actually after the game to, to Alex was, it's nice that they've done that because I'm not going to lie, Nibs and Aziz and a few of the players, they've done that a few times this season and they've not quite held on. Um, you know, so it, it's nice that they could, that they could do that and you know we could ultimately hold on um but uh, i mean alex the go on no i was just gonna say when when the final whistle went for for you i mean the relief the... honestly like it feel it it is such a long time isn't it it's such such a long time since we've won away uh, and you can feel the relief when we were on in the way and, and there's i'm i'm I mean, plenty of people would put videos up and stuff of the final whistle, but the crowd was really, really loud for that final 20, 30 seconds before the final whistle, um, which got blown like 30 seconds early, but it was very, very loud. And then like full time comes and everybody just goes absolutely ballistic. Um, there's I don't know how many people were like packed into the front of that stand where they're where their walkway was, but it must have been half of the stand had emptied out into the front, the front of the stand down by the pitch, and the Reading players just Reading players and staff actually people running off the bench at full time. It was it was like they'd won the FA Cup or something. Just they, you could tell that they had had this kind of monkey on their backs, and they knew it as well. It I turned to my dad and said that I literally said to my dad, "It feels like a playoff final or something." Like it, it this felt like a promotion moment, you know. Thinking back to being at Brentford or something, it felt like that in my mind. I was only little at that game, but still, that's the only thing I had to compare it to. That emotion, it just felt like something so huge. And I'm really hoping and wishing and praying and you know just sending all my positive vibes that this is a turning point for us because it really feels like it could be. But I don't want to get ahead of myself because now we've got to bottle up this feeling and bottle up this emotion and bottle up this celebration and bring it in to Tuesday and then the next away game and all of this. But it just felt like such a, a weight off of everybody's shoulders, fans, staff, players, everybody. And, and I think you saw it in the emotion in the celebration. My favourite bit was just looking at Tyler Binden. He looked like a little child out there looking up at the crowd, just like wide eyed, so surprised, like... Think about how his life's changed, though, from an LAFC academy, like like literally academy games where there's five people watching and now you're having this raucous crowd in front of you celebrating. I mean, it's just got to be so special for everybody. It's got to be the first time he's ever been on a team, I think, when he's seen it with, you know, fans actually in an away end where he's won a game. Same yeah. for 
Uh, actually, no. He, I think he played at Millwall, didn't he? But it, even still, you know, you've got thousands of fans and you've, you know, playing away think, from home. You haven't won a game in the league all season. It's like, it must feel ridiculously incredibly good as a, as a player to actually finally get it over the line, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I think t- talking about the, you know, the reactions from, from 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 the players, I mean, for the players, I think it was relief. For the fans, it was relief. You know, Jesse said that, you know, it was like it was a playoff final, um, you know, the celebrations. But genuinely, I just think Even it was just Sellers, relief. he's got to be relief, right? At this well, point. It's mass- it's... Mass- massively, because, you know... I know they've... we've all said he's going to get sacked if we get new owners, et cetera, et cetera. But this, this kind of... Like, you know, I know it's one win and we can't go too over the top, but it buys him time. At the well, it very depends, least. you know, what, what, what happens on Tuesday, right? If, 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 if we now come in and he wins on Tuesday and, you know, that gap now is, it's it could shortened a lot to, yeah. to the teams in front. You know, you've got a lot of teams that are slipping down now. Exeter, who, I mean, when we played them, who would have thought they'd be right down there now? Port Vale, likewise. Um, you know, you've also got Cambridge who have slipped down as well massively. You know, there's a lot of teams up there that are kind of, slipping back into this fight and I mean you saw it last year yes Huddersfield went on a freakish run you know to to get to safety but they did have put, Neil Warnock they they, they 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 did they did have Colin um but you know if you put together you know even a run of two or three wins they got four wins on the bounce and you know it took them from a team that was you know dead and buried to you know safety fight. within you know the stretch of you know three four weeks you know I mean, and it was just I mean the relief in that in that away end yesterday was just that that was the biggest thing because like it that 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 was not you know celebration for the sake of celebration that was not you know just 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 doing it for the sake of it you know that was just pure relief in that away end and with the players at the end um you know it was it was oh, just fantastic to to be there after all the miles, all the, you know, time, all the hours spent, money spent, hours spent, you know, traveling, following last minute losses, emotional investment. Yeah. It's it's just all all of the above. Right. Alex, just, just to be there, see it. Uh, They didn't win their first away game, you know, on a Tuesday night in Fleetwood where there was only 200 Reading vans or something and it was actually in front of like you know a huge sellout crowd that was yeah. that was good I'm glad so many people got to see it it was it, it was makes, ironic as well for 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 for, for an away record game, team bro. yeah so closest game we've had away from home for 20 years apparently yeah. I think it was. <laughs> you know maybe maybe it was maybe it was the the a lot less travel that we did you know um or something I don't know but yeah it's 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 done now hopefully we're not gonna have to wait another year for the next win hopefully like you say jess we can kind of take this on and we can use you know what the real problem is with this away win there's only, there is only one real issue that i can find of it is it's gonna really limit matt as to how he can introduce preview podcasts now because he can't start with it's been 365 days since reading one away it's it's gonna be a bit of a problem i know um i'm gonna have to try and get a bit more creative i guess but yeah i, I mean i do you, do you really think we wanted to 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 start the previews with 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 with, with that ticker counter and ticking up and up and up, you know? Yeah, to look um, up every time as well, which is probably quite depressing. <laughs> Tuesday, yeah. Jess, is obviously now massive. You know, obviously it's we're still seven points off safety, yada yada yada. But if you 
if they can win on Tuesday and back it up against the team who are down at the bottom with us, it doesn't like you can't get to the point where you say, yeah, Reading are gonna they're gonna be able to do it. But it feels like there's a little bit of hope there if they can back it up on Tuesday. Yeah, and the momentum will be there, right? And I think it's important to take a great result away from home and then do it again at home in front of your home crowd on a Tuesday night. And it's just about beating those teams in and around you. I mean, you can't underestimate how important it is to beat, like you say, Alex, struggling sides because those are going to be the six pointers down the end of the season. So why not get a head start on those? And the good news is I'll be in attendance. So I'm not trying to say that, you know, I am bringing the good luck from 5,000 miles away. But I mean, so far it's it's worked pretty well. What 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 is it with the Americans coming or the or not not the Americans but the expats coming back over? We had it with Dave Stevens back in back in 2019-20 when he came back yeah. over for Christmas. Was it four wins four on the bounce? Four wins in a row, didn't they? When he came, he did. I don't think I've seen us lose for a very very long time in person. I think we're rewarded for the fact. Don't forget, <laughs> up early, you know, seven a.m., eight a.m., nine a.m. to be a part of these games and watch them on you know, Reading player with Tim Della. Like, I, I suffer through the through the pain to come. Get to <laughs> it's a different that. kind of suffering, but you do suffer at the same time, I agree. <laughs> we, it, I mean, we've all spent a long time suffering watching Reading, especially this last year. Um, I'm just glad it's over it, in, sen- in the sense that we don't have to drag out this horrible run of away, you know, away, well, defeats. I was going to say away games without a win, but it's mainly just been defeats, hasn't it? Um, I don't even know who our next away game is against, actually, in the league. I think it's Lincoln, which isn't for three or four weeks now because of the the cup game. But you never know, I think, is probably the best way now to, to look ahead for the rest of the season. Obviously, for the last month or six weeks or so, most Reading fans have been very accepting or maybe not even accepting but just resigned to relegation in this run of format and I think that's kind of the yeah the thing to take away from yesterday now is you, you never know what you could do with a little bit of belief and momentum you, you they could do it they could stay up despite this you know terrible start to the season that they've had you know what it is it's just this absolute hideous undescribable fucking sport called football right yeah there's always that bit of hope that it brings you know no matter no matter what happens you know we we've not won away from home for an entire year we've just won and now we're thinking well you know what safety we if we cobble together a few wins you know it's still a long way to go um yeah i mean it's 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 the hope isn't it right and it's it's always the way you're you're only a couple of like when you're down in a relegation scrap. I mean we we've been there for you know the past seven eight years plus. You, you don't need many wins to bounce up, bounce up the table and to um, really try and actually move free you know or catch up with the teams ahead of you. Oh, uh, it, it can happen. Hopefully it will. Hopefully we can, you know, put together a few, a runner of, um, you know, a few, few results now. But I mean, for me, I just want to enjoy, you know, the moment, to be honest, you know, enjoy this weekend. Um, you know, we had a cracking day all round yesterday with, with the game, 
being able to actually have a Saturday evening where you can enjoy it, you can celebrate and just have some fun. That those those Saturday nights when you when we've travelled away have just been so non-existent and far away. You know, it's just so nice just to actually have a night like that again. Um, and hopefully, like I say, we won't be waiting another year for the next one. I fully agree with everything you said, Matt. If we if we have to wait another year, then yeah, that would be bloody depressing, in all honesty. So fingers crossed that we don't. Um, yeah, we discussed Tuesday. It's obviously a huge game. We'll be back on Wednesday, uh, rounding up Tuesday's game. If you've enjoyed today's podcast or if you've just kind of, you know, suffered through the last year with us, um, you know, listening to us discussing last minute defeats and hours spent on the M1 or the M40 traveling back from Lancashire or Yorkshire or wherever we've lost that week, do drop us a five star rating, please, on iTunes or Spotify. We do appreciate it. It all helps with podcast rankings and charts and all that kind of dull stuff which people aren't aren't gonna really uh, be too fussed on i'm sure but it does help us so please do it um yeah we'll be back on wednesday thank you to jess for joining us today um bringing your good luck yesterday that was very much appreciated i'm sure by both us and every other reading fan out there you're very welcome and thank you, Matt, as well. For... So so modest, yes. So modest. <laughs> the America, America's had uh, it's rubbed off on me now after 10 years. <laughs> thank you, Matt, as well, for joining us. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday. Cheers, everybody. Up the fucking ding.